Hey guys, Dustin Wynn. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Bad Force Radio. We have uh, a very, very awesome episode tonight. We have an awesome guest that we're about to announce. Let's go around the round table real quick. We got Robin DeCross in Canada. That was a lot to live up there, uh, buddy. Happy birthday, Robin. <laughs> Thank you. Happy birthday, indeed. Uh, we got Gramps in Texas. For sure. <laughs> we got uh, Grumps on the East Coast. Yo. And we have a very special guest, uh, someone that uh, we've all been <clears> fond of. Um, we've done camera work for her over at New York Comic Con. Um, we love seeing her content. She's killing it, really, to be honest. Like she covers everything geeky. Gotham Absolutely. Geek Girl, also from the East Coast. How you doing? <laughs> Nadia, every time that like I think of you or hear your name now, I think of that Ben Grimm cosplay, and I just hear Nadia, the Gotham yeah. Geek Girl, because that cosplay was so fucking good. He's phenomenal. <laughs> Who is that? Do you know him? Yeah, um, Mr. Rev's Fitness. Um, definitely check him out. He's crazy. He has um, Mr. Mast, uh, if I'm saying that correctly, um, shop. Um, they do like crazy builds like that. He's done um, Battery Bill. He's done like so many crazy cosplays. Um, definitely check him out. I don't, yeah. I don't know this story. What was, uh, what was this, the story on that? Nadia? Uh, can I, I wonder if I'll be able to show it. Yeah, we can put you on a little. Uh, joining us, by the way, another edition. Teases from Dirty Jersey. Yo. <laughs> if you put it up on your screen, we can do a solo, and then. Yeah, I'm wondering, can I show it like this? Uh, I don't know if it's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's so good. Oh, the the thing. Yeah. I I can edit the video clip <clears throat> in, so it'll show the 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 real thing. But yeah, I'll try to like send you like a clip after. New York Comic Con with the Gotham Geek Girl, Nadia, and I'm here, Benjamin Grimm, on Petunia's little blue-eyed kid, and here's Dr. Doom. We decided to put our differences aside just for today, so we can bring you some entertainment as part of the New York City Fantastic Four. What time is it? It's Clobberin' Time! Also, kneel before Doom. <laughs> Anytime I hear your name now, it's just Nadia. Like that's all I just, <laughs> I just hear that. But um, the reason that we have Nadia on is because um, she has been going to amazing. Um, you know, she's been interviewing people. She's been going to conventions. She's been going to premieres. And you just went to the Black Adam premiere. So we wanted to take the opportunity. Obviously, it just came out. There's a ton of like, just a ton of hype and controversy and all this stuff about the direction that it's going to take. With the rock kind of like i mean he's basically flexing his muscle uh to literally show like his pull with the dc so uh how so you went to the premiere when was it tell us all about it yeah um it's crazy how like time is just flying like even new york con felt like a day ago but yeah. it was um last week or the week before already it's crazy but um it was um in times square and it was absolutely insane like it was crazy just people everywhere screaming cosplayers um Definitely a great time. I I don't understand all the hate for Black Adam. Like I have my, you know, I have my gripes. I have a lot. Definitely have a lot. But the movie was so much fun. It's like super entertaining. And like, even if like, I mean, it's The Rock. It's The Rock. You know what to expect. <laughs> yeah. What was the, it's what was another the one of those movies that has a huge discrepancy uh, over on you know the uh, the tomato site. Uh, between yeah. the critic <laughs> reviews that are at what like 30 40 percent but then the audience score is at like 90 absolutely it, it doesn't crazy. deserve all the hate and i'm gonna throw a knock right now like everybody like rides marvel 
And there's a lot of stuff in Marvel that has recently come out that is not even as close to as good as Black Adam. So I'm just throwing that out. <laughs> I saw it. It was, it was, it was an entertaining movie. It's what I expected. I wanted to turn mm. my brain off and go watch some dudes in suits fight it up. And I loved it. I was entertained. I'm not there for serious, in-depth plot and all this, you know. It doesn't have to be a perfect movie. And it's not a perfect movie. But I've seen a lot worse movies. Uh, but I had fun. I, I loved it. I would love to see some solo movies with uh, some of the other characters. Like Dr. Fate was fucking badass. Hawkman, badass. Black Adam, badass. Uh, Adam Smasher, Really funny, really cool guy. I like the tandem between him and what was her name, Cyclone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that that was a good tandem. I could see them kind of doing, um, you know, kind of like a Ant Man and Wasp team up movie with them too, because they're not really strong enough characters or well known enough to stand up on their own. But as a tandem, they make a really cool team. So that was really neat. I, I think that's one of the. I haven't seen the movie yet. But um, I think that's the point. Like, people need to focus on the fact that they're going to see a movie to be entertained. And I was like, not everything has to be under a microscope. And this doesn't match the comic or this continuity. If you walked out, you know, feeling good, like you laughed, you got something out of the movie, <clears throat> then it's a win. You know, it's like not everything has to be, like, dissected all the time. Exactly. That's true. It would be so interesting Matthew, to see you- it. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. How did you end up at the premiere? Like you, I see you frequently at these movie premieres. So how does how does that work out for you? Yeah. Um. So I got invited, and um, I got to attend a earlier screening, um, which was pretty cool mm. because I saw like a bunch of people. I saw like Tiffany Smith, and I love her, and I like freaked out. <laughs> but mm. um, yeah, it was great because it was um. Like one of the first, like well, first screening. So I didn't get any spoilers or anything like that. Cause I, oh, nice. Especially with the end credit scene, I was so nervous. I was like, <laughs> I I lost my mind. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was really cool though. At the carpet, it was like my first time at the. Uh, well, I did another one before, but like I guess at this capacity, like this level, like at the carpet, and I wasn't walking it or anything like that. But I was like on the carpet with like some of the like press people and like some of the fans that were like allowed and um everyone like walked over like jim lee signed one of my friends um shirt he literally drew superman on his shirt oh dude we saw that yeah he like stood there and like talked for like i don't know like over five minutes like it was so cool and like i'm gonna i don't know like not to shit on the rock but like he's the only one that didn't come over and that was kind of like as a fan we were kind of pissed. Um, I still enjoyed the movie anyway, but like The Rock as a person, that was kind of like effed up. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Noah Centino came over. Um, uh, Adonis, uh, did I say that right? Adonis came over. Everybody came over and like interacted with the fans and like was super nice. And The Rock was here, like, look at my tequila. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> All right. I was like, whatever, I do what it is. Like, that's who he is. He's The Rock. He can do that. But I will give him his props for making this movie happen and for giving us, spoiler, fucking Superman. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so glad you said that, that you had a problem with him because us, the toxic Snyder bros online are right there with you. Um, he is taking Zaddy's vision and he's distorting it anyways. But uh, what's so funny about the um, your friend getting the sketch on the shirt, I'm not sure if you guys saw the video but Jim Lee is on the red carpet. He's sketching Superman on somebody's shirt. And there's a guy who's like standing next to your friend who has no idea that it's Jim Lee. And he keeps saying, he keeps going, hey, it's not bad. Hey, it's actually, <laughs> it's actually not bad. Like has no idea it's Jim Lee. And that's oh, why man. it's so good. I know. It's like, that's who we freaked over the most. And like the little guy, like the guy who's like family. They're like, oh, I don't know who that is. We're like, dude, like that's like the universe. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, a, that's some cool foreshadowing you know, on the way into the movie, Jim Lee drawn Superman. Yes. Oh, good. Is, the, is sign it, guy too, yeah. the sign guy too, because his sign was empty. And we were like, dude, like turn it around. But it was still empty. And then, like, later on, like, he wrote that, I forgot what The Rock wrote, was something like, oh, Superman, I'll see you later, something like that. Mm, is, it, okay. is it true that your friend got his shirt CGC'd, or? 
<laughs> oh, I have no idea. <laughs> little little inside joke. Um, so so you saw at the time of the red carpet, was that when you saw the movie or had you seen it already? No, actually the red carpet. So this is the other funny story why I was upset with The Rock because my movie was at eight. Uh, most most of the other people like um, had a movie at nine. There was like, they shut down the whole theater, but my movie was at eight. And the red carpet was like literally right before that. So we're all like waiting, like, is The Rock going to come over? Is The Rock going to come over? Is The Rock going to come over? I know like, he's busy like promoting his tequila. <laughs> so like... Um, me and like a couple of my friends were like, holy fuck, the movie starts in five minutes. So we like booked it and literally running in my heels, like all the way back to the theater. It's like a couple blocks away. And we like booked it to the theater and like, it worked out perfect though. <laughs> mm. How do you feel you and Gramps uh, question for both of you? Um, some people, he's the rock. He's like one of the biggest celebrities in the world. How did you guys feel like he did as black Adam? So I'm going to, I still ha haven't done my review yet. I'm going to probably do like a quick video review, but like, this is my thing with the rock. Every single movie, he's the same exact person himself. Mm -hmm. Always the rock. Like you can put him <clears throat> in any movie and it's the same exact character. And like, I did like what he brought to like the character. I guess I appreciate it, but his voice threw me off because he had no accent. So it's like he literally comes back and then he's like, oh, bro. Like, it's like, still the rock. He had no accent whatsoever. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, he's been working for years to get this movie made. I mean, that's yeah, like been documented. Years, right? But like you said, it would have been, <coughs> it would have taken the performance up to a different level if, here's my thing is that, um, you know, this is a character that's been basically entombed, imprisoned for 5,000 years in conduct. And they awaken him. Um, I don't want to give much of the plot away, but they awaken him. And, you know, for a little while he speaks his native tongue. But then he goes back to speaking English. And I guess, you know, you know, they don't have time to develop all this stuff. It's just a, you know, a superhero movie. It's not like, you know, <clears throat> some important flick or anything like that. But I just thought it'd be like, like she said, if he had like a little bit of a, an accent or not a full control or, or expertise of the English language. Mm. Um that would have kind of carried the character a little bit more, you know, because, mm. you know, the, the other characters, the civilians of conduct, you know, they, they do have a representation of, of, uh, you know, Egyptian Middle East culture. And that would have been cool to kind of see him reflect that as well. Um, mm. But, you know, again, this is not supposed to be like some kind of, you know, super important movie. It's just raw entertainment. And that's really what it was for. And so I didn't have any, you know, once you get past that, you know, okay. Um, he is the rock. He's the same, you know, that's what he does. You, you know, going in, you know, what you're expecting to see, but it he, was kind of cool to he, see he may, this. He character. may or may not sing your welcome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cool to see this character finally on screen i've been wanting to see black adam teth adam uh, a live action version for quite some time i really enjoyed the shazam movie shazam as tom likes calling mm -hmm. um you know but i really hope that we get a shazam Ooh. black adam sequel oh my oh my yeah. i've seen that <laughs> is, that, is that the McFarlane? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look bad. Oh, yeah, me. I got it. I didn't open it, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. He, I thought he, he played a fun version of a, of a serious character. Gramps, you said that, um, you said that it felt like it was <clears> like, <throat> from what I get, you sound like you're, the movie wasn't trying too hard. And, uh, it does seem, though, that they're going to use this now as kind of a jumping off point for the future of the DC universe. 
Um, did you get that sense in the movie, or is it, do you think that's like it was trying to do its own thing, wasn't trying to do too much? Well, here's here's one thing: is that um, the movie, and I don't know why you've got so much hate for, <laughs> or you're so afraid of this movie, or and the future of DCEU. I know it's all in jest, but <clears throat> all these people that you know are so up in an uproar. Warner Brothers needs someone like The Rock that has so much pull to kind of be the tying force for the future of their, you know, DCEU universe. Um, one thing you'll notice during the movie is that it actually shows um, how the Justice League has become part of popular culture mm. in on screen. And um, there's even, you know, a couple of nods that kind of show you. Um, it, it's done really well that I noticed, you know, kind of how the rock and maybe, you know, the director and stuff like that is basically pointing out that black Adam could take them all out in a way, mm. you know? Um, but it, it was kind of cool, but yes, he can be a tying, you know, bond to now make whatever they want. And, yeah. um, especially, you know, with the in credit scene, um, here, here's one thing that you know. I I hear all, I hear and read all these people that are like, oh, Snyderverse is dead, blah blah blah. One thing they don't realize is, I mean, you know, all these characters, in my opinion, it's just my my old man opinion. You know, you've got Shazam that had a little in scene movie or in credit scene where Superman comes in the cafeteria. And he's talking about Batman. He's even got a Bat Affleck Batarang in the movie. You've got Wonder Woman. You've got Aquaman. You've got um, all these movies. They're literally centrally in the same universe. So all those movies, I guess, could also be called Snyderverse as well, too. Yeah. Well, the, 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 those are all characters that were cast by Zack Snyder. Right. right. And... You know, even, you know, the continuation of the sequels, Wonder Woman 84 and all that stuff, it's still Snyderverse. So Snyderverse is never going to go away. This is just continuing, you know, that vision that was started. Um, now, we may not ever see Zack Snyder direct another DC movie. Don't you dare. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just the truth. But actually, I think the chances of that have improved. But, um, you know, the foundation is there and the continuation of that universe is still going with these characters. Especially yeah, those, the, those tweets between uh, Henry and Zach, you know, with the, uh, Zach saying, you know, whatever, congratulations, I look forward to working with you again, whatever he was saying that, I don't know, is, are, are, is Zach going to make the, the sequel? The Man of Steel 2? Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. I think at this point he has. Go ahead, go ahead, Nadia. <laughs> yeah, like I have a few comments on that. Back to what you were just saying, Gramps. Um, also in Peacemaker, there was that end Peacemaker, scene. yes. Yeah, yes. when he had them all drop. So this is my uh, thing with DC. I'm like, stop teasing us. Yeah. <laughs> like, a little Snyder, fuck Snyder. A little Snyder, fuck yeah. Snyder. And I'm like, make up your mind because it's not right. And then I don't like how people shit on him. And then they they do things that are like honoring him. So it's kind of like make up your mind and also give this man his props for what he's done. And then my issue with um, the whole like uh, Superman thing is people like, oh, like it was too dark. And now they're saying it's going to be light. But what they forget is that Man of Steel, um, he wasn't Superman yet. That is what builds his character. Him killing is what makes him change and become Superman. So if we do get a Superman, a Man of Steel 2, they can still go that route and make him lighter. Yeah, yeah, it was part of the character arc. Yeah, exactly. that, yeah. That, my problem was people hated on that. They somehow expected this 
guy who was just learning who he was and becoming be, beginning to become who he would eventually become people wanted that guy to look like the christopher reeves superman who had been superman for a long time and knew who mm. he was um to give a little insight into uh, at least these the toxic snyder bro stance as to why they're having a problem with this movie to begin with initially are you speaking biggest... as a representative or uh, as, a, as a as a blood in member yes um <laughs> And uh, something that uh, what was said is because he didn't have the Hans Zimmer score in the end credit scene, and it was the it was well, the Christian I mean, Re- the John. You know, uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> well, the that's, views that's... and opinions of uh, <laughs> Tom are not those of the Bat Force or Bat Force Radio. Thank you. Oh, no, yeah, no. I'm just making. I'm, I'm ready for our sure. page to return to me in a Batman page. <laughs> My I'm just God. making sure that all views are taken into account. You know, I, I celebrate, I celebrate every, every uh, individual's opinion, but uh, no, it's just, it's funny because at first the biggest issue was, okay, Cavill's coming back. And the issue with the Snyder bros had was it's the John Williams score and not the uh, Hans Zimmer score. So immediately they took that as, Oh, uh, Henry Cavill has betrayed Zach. The rock <laughs> has betrayed Zach. And now, now this is, and Gramps to your point, Saying about how it's the Snyderverse, it's not to the Snyder Bros. They I'm say, so exhausted I swear to God, it's hilarious. They say that <laughs> they say that it is the Joss, uh, the Justice League Superman, because Zach's not involved and blah. So basically, uh, they will, we will, I will never be uh, satiated <laughs> until Zach. So, and that's another thing why they're so mad now is with the success of <laughs> Black Adam. They had um, just announced, uh, I want to get the other name right, because like I said, uh, Peter Safran or Safran and James Gunn have just been named uh, Code Code DC. What is the title? It's the, they were co-CEOs, yeah. I believe. Yeah, so so the they're going to be the head of the division, creative division of the films. And that announcement was like a knife to the back of the uh, Snyder, us Snyder cultists. Why? Because, <laughs> because they believe that... The Guardians um, of the Galaxy. Exactly. Because they're like, oh, Marvel. Oh, it's fun and blah, blah, blah. And they didn't... It's so funny that they completely negated the fact that James Gunn and Zack Snyder have like co-produced multiple projects together and are actually friends and are actually on good terms. And so they, they didn't realize any of that. And so they immediately... Now it's like FDC... FDC's future, <clears throat> F this new DCEU. It's not Zaddy, and because it's not Zaddy, it's not for me. And so again, they're on full crisis, full attack mode. I'm lo- I'm loving every second of it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love. I, I love that they ignored that the new boss is pals with their guy. <laughs> Dude, he's co co producer on like go to the IMDb and see what James Gunn and um, Snyder have actually worked on before. Yeah, Tons I mean, of stuff. Here, here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing, in my point of view, again, preference that, this is like the biggest chess move in Hollywood right now because you literally took a guy that's made some of the highest grossing money-making films away from Marvel and Mickey Mouse and now put him over here on this team. Mm. And, oh, by the way, Yes, he still is co-workers, probably talks daily with Zack Snyder. And, you know, I just, yeah. I don't care. I just want more films of these characters. I don't care who's directing it. I don't care who's producing it. I don't care. So those nerds can just go <laughs> themselves. My, uh, over my, with, my, get over with whose film score was used in which 15 second scene three seconds my guess is that um with all these mergers with like acquisitions with like discovery they're keeping it very casual and i feel like they're bringing on that big name so they can package wb and dc so they could sell it yeah it's, they oh yeah it, to me that it feels like a setup so that way they have like these two major wins, like maybe they start getting two more billion dollar movies with that big name. And they use that kind of that recipe for success and then they ship it out. That's well, because I mean, they've already in the cat at this point. No, Discovery has already PTSD teases. 
gone through this big merger and and they've already kind of weeded out the people that kind of seem to have shit on the creative process and been stopping a lot of the films that were in progress anyway and, and destroying some of the momentum for DC movies and not just DC movies, but a lot of other properties that were in the works. So, yeah. And, and it's also the previous merger of AT&T that has delayed these major movies that we should have seen probably a third movie of, you should have had a wonder woman, uh third movie. You should have had a flash movie. Um, man, like we just oh, got, Oh, that Aquaman should have shit. Any other movie that has happened should have already been on their third movie, and it's because they've they've extracted and they've they've treated this as a major corporation that we've lost as fans. Literally ten years, I think. I mean, oh, you're, yeah. looking at, you're looking at you're talking Superman. You've already lost a twenty. Yeah, you've lost a decade. <clears throat> but we should have been talking about the third iteration of Superman already. Mm. As fans, we've 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 legitly lost a whole decade of these movies that should have happened already because of these mergers and and the lack of risk or or just lack of passion just to move forward. So maybe you know, I was hoping that maybe the fact that The Rock was there would kind of forge his attention, and I was hoping that maybe it would do one billion, one point five billion, so that way they could be like, hey. Let's set it up for like another series of movies because obviously Marvel's been doing that and DC has not. So it's like we want as fans, we want to see a lineup of three to five movies that we know are going to happen. You know, we got Batman, but it kind of came and went, you know? Yeah. Well, those that one billion, you know, and, uh, you know, that pre pandemic way of measuring success of films mm-hmm. that's that's out the door i mean post pandemic everything is yeah you're seeing movies and like, all that stuff you know and movies they do like 30 million they're like hey it was a success you know like, right <laughs> right like halloween, halloween came out last week right like oh it did 40 million number one in the world 40 million is like an epic loss yeah right but, but you know i i think Dwayne Johnson can be the perfect spokesman, I guess. I mean, I know <laughs> he may not be the best promoter in person, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but he can be, he can be, he can be a very charming and positive spokesman for the DC brand. And, you know, this black Adam, I think is just, just the start of the, of that, you know, continuation. Uh, I want to get Nadia and Gramps's. Um, I want to get the uh, the nice meaty, juicy craziness of this movie. Cut to your point, Gramps, of of the Rock being the dude that has insane pull. Like he's got the box office numbers behind him. One of the most famous celebrities <clears throat> on the planet. And what's nuts is he did exactly what you're saying. Is you know, at some point, and it's argument, it's argued when at some point he wanted to bring in Superman because not only does he want to elevate his own character by putting him against Superman, but it was in his interest financially as his ex-wife slash manager is also Cavill's manager or agent. I can't remember which, but they're all in the same production company together yeah. and they're all, it's like a family affair. Yeah. So there was a lot of over overlap with that. He went. Oh, they he they asked Walter Hamada, "Hey, we want to get Cavill for this. Can we get Cavill?" Hamada was already over Snyder. Anything related to Snyder, anything that had any flavor. Of Snyder, <clears throat> no, we want Cavill out. We want a new trilogy. We don't want. Uh, we don't want Affleck. We want it to be a new Batman or a new Batgirl with a Supergirl, whatever. And and The Rock and his ex wife were like, "All right, fuck you." They went above him to the people who were coming in on the merger and said. I'm the fucking rock. I want to make this movie and I want to put Cavill's man <clears throat> in it. What do we have to do? And they fucking made it happen. So uh, I want to ask you both, you guys, where was your hype and anticipation of Superman coming into this? And what was it like in the theater when he actually showed up? Ladies uh, first, go ahead. I lost my, my mind. <laughs> so basically 
that was my highlight of the movie. Like, just, like, the anticipation, like, waiting for that end credit. And then, like, you just see, like, darkness. And then you see, like, a shadow. And then you start to see a figure. And I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then, like, literally you see Cavill's face. And I was like, yeah! Like, the whole theater, like, was jumping, screaming. Like, it was, it was amazing. And I don't know. That just gave me, like, hope for DC again. It was, like... The sun coming out and like the rainbows and the sky lighting up. <laughs> I was like, yes, Capo. Like just That's seeing him and Ben on the screen will like light up my day. Well, okay, I'm gonna go full spoilers. And you know, prior to seeing even that, and this is probably not even a spoiler, um, but I was just excited to see Amanda Waller. That's girl, yes. Viola uh, Davis. That's yeah. I love her. I love her. And I mean, she is just so badass. And so I want to see more Amanda Waller and a lot more stuff because she could be, she could be, uh, that, that, I don't know. Do you guys consider her a, a a villain, or if she's just she's kind of a representative of a government just doing her job. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you you can't say just doing her job because sometimes she's even shitty considering right. that she's doing her job. <laughs> right. but yeah, she 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 is a complicated woman. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't think her. you can really uh, classify her one or the other. She's uh, she's not on either side. She's just uh, on her own side. Yeah, she's, uh, and she's, Viola she's Davis is, is like the perfect person to play her. She she's oh not my a villain. God. She's been. She's, she's not, also she might not be a hero, but she's not a villain. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She she's on no one's side. She's tree bearded in this. I think yeah. when you uh, when you describe what she is to you, it says more about yourself than it does about her. <laughs> and, and, and where you're coming, you more. I love the fact that she's also one of the like uh, anchors of the first wave or the first version of the dceu she's literally survived every incarnation of you know the air universe snyder universe she was in um the suicide squad when james gunn came in now she's in like she's literally the one constant it feels like through everything i am like team viola and and that that's a that's a very amanda waller quality that she has had to to just be sticking there through all the changes yeah she adapts she's adaptable she was like the one strength of Suicide Squad. Like the the one thing that I think like it doesn't matter. Like you could say the rest of that movie was garbage, but she was so good in that movie as with what she was doing. Um, Am I remembering correctly? Was it in the original Suicide Squad movie? Was it maybe an end credit scene or a deleted scene or something where they did the part from the comics where she kind of shut down Bruce Wayne? Yeah, she told I feel like she they would. did that. She said she was gonna. Yeah, well, yeah, like you know, I don't mean like you know, put him out of business or, but I just you know, totally shot him up. Something. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> nope. Was it? Was it? Didn't James Gunn make a, a cameo in Suicide Squad? Or was it his brother? His one of them were Calendar Man. That was his brother oh, in okay. the Suicide Squad. It was his Squad. brother, right? Yeah, the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Is he? <laughs> Is he the one that I made a meme of? Yeah. what's his name is it sean is it sean gun yeah sean gun yes i was like i remember seeing one of the guns in the movie oh but yes (laughs) viola davis yes she that was really kind of a a highlight for the movie for me but also i mean um Dude. Welcome to Gramps' new show, Viola Davis Radio. <laughs> you sound like you're in love. I'm down with I'm, I'm, I love the VD. Um, Whoa. <laughs> um, hey, hey, I'm Gramps, drinking, Gramps I'm has, drinking whiskey here. We got our positive for VD. We got our episode soundbite. Uh, yeah, Team VD. Um, what about Hawkman, dude? Well, tell us, tell us, tell oh, us, please, dude. I need more of that, Hawkman, dude. So good. I know he's your boy. So what? What was that like? Finally seeing him on the big screen. You've been. You didn't think that was ever going to be possible. No, I mean, I like the the changes, the adapt. You know, 
disadaptation of him. Um, I think when once you watch the movie, you're, you're going to see. And uh, what's his name? Aldris Hodge. Um, great, great casting. He Hawkman in this movie is like no thrills, just down to business yeah. dude. And um, he's, you know, basically Amanda Waller and him are kind of like, okay, we got this problem. We got to put together this team and go solve it. And um, man, so cool to finally see Hawkman Ooh. on screen. Yes. It. Yes. Oop. He's not he's not your perfect comic adaptation and I don't need him to be. Mm-hmm. I just need to see a badass version of Hawkman because in the comics Hawkman changes from, yeah. you know, artist to artist and run to run. And that's kind of the There are parts in the story where um you know, if they had done a little bit more, if they wanted to be closer to the comics, the plot could have gone a little different. I, and I don't want to give you guys any spoilers to run it, but I thought this was awesome. And I want to see a solo Hawkman movie. And I think that there could be easily. What was that? Right. What was the, you know, to, to him and Sarah, they've died and, you know, been reincarnated throughout history. So. Correct. You know, you could do a movie or two with this guy, and then you know, kill mm-hmm. them off and have somebody else do it. Um, Not just history, but space and time. Yeah, yeah. The, so the character is um, flexible in that regard. Right. I wish that they'd kind of developed a little bit more. Maybe he had had a history and a run-in with Teth Adam in back when Teth Adam was more human. Oh, you know, gotcha. Five thousand. That's where I thought the story was kind of going to go, but they could still do that in later runs. Cause when these dudes fight, it's personal. <laughs> and I mean, it's okay. like watching a Rocky or a Creed movie. If you know what I'm talking about, I yeah. mean, it is nonstop. They don't quit. And it was so cool to watch that. Um, if you've read the, uh, black Adam run that, uh, our boy, Doug monkey drew the, Drew, you know, Black Adam and Hawkman, you know, they, they, they go at it. And that's what I wanted to see. Um, basically a, a live action version of that comic where they're just. So there's, there's history there between the two of them. Yeah, there the is comic. history. Yeah. And um, that was really cool to see. Dr. Mm. Fate, Pierce Brosnan. Whoa. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah. I loved him. So cool. So cool. And I mean, I'm going to be honest. I have not read much comics with uh, Dr. Fate. I don't plan. I don't, you know, I'm not an expert on the guy. Mm. This guy was really cool to see um, because, uh, I mean, he's literally like maybe I don't want to compare him to um, Dr. Strange, but. I think he's more badass than Doctor Strange. Yeah, they like downplayed him a little. I don't want to give away like spoilers or anything. I feel like they downplayed him a little bit, but yeah, still badass. I could see them easily. Well, they could do some more with Doctor Strange um, without giving away spoilers, but Dr. they definitely Fate. could. <laughs> Doctor Fate. Yes, I'm sorry, Doctor Fate. In, in a um, world where an Aquaman movie makes a billion dollars, I don't think there's any reason to not give Hawkman yeah. characters mm-hmm. like Hawkman a movie. And you know, if we're, we're like, there are still more Aquaman movies coming. And I'd put this in the group chat yesterday uh, while I'm speaking of Aquaman. There has been, uh, you know, everyone knows <laughs> what happened with Amber Heard. She's, you know, kind of getting cut out of things deservedly so but there is a petition that is going around suggesting a a specific replacement for amber in aquaman 2 and it's probably the best option there is is it amelia no why i'm gonna show you let's see what everyone thinks this is probably the best possible replacement for amber heard this is what the uh the petition is for it doesn't have a whole lot of signatures but i think I think you'll all want to sign it when you see this, that this is putting forth the 
best possible replacement for Amber Heard as. It's a great likeness. <laughs> Yo, why not? <laughs> I, I, I say we go for it. That's the second yeah. meme of him today. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Nadia, what was your uh, what was your uh, response and reaction to the JLA on screen? Sorry, what? JSA. Oh, or JLA, JSA. I'm sorry. What did you think of the JSA on screen? Um, I thought they were entertaining. Um, my complaint is with like Adam Smasher. Like he was he was fun and entertaining, but I think they could have could have done more with his character. I think he was kind of like the I'll call it like comedic relief, like the Peter mm. Parker. Like they needed like that kid that's like, oh man, like I'm messing things up. I don't know what to do. Like I feel like every movie's <laughs> kind of doing that like corny teenage right. like character. Um but like I did like him as Adam Smasher. Like I think he did a good job and like he, he looked cool. The CJ was great. It was great. Um like him shrinking and growing, like it looked awesome. Right. I just think they story wise they could have done a little more with his character. Mm. And then um, uh, Cyclone, she looked awesome. She looked. She did really look badass. cool. She was really cool. I um, liked her scenes. Um, they made her like her when she gets into action. Yeah, it's really cool. Like the colors, the storm. This, it, was, it was really pretty. It's beautifully done. The cinematography in this movie is is really beautiful. It really is. Um, yeah, she was, was really there, um, cool. Was there any indication like is this after Justice League or Oh good question. Well, I don't want to give away too much, okay. but um I will say that the clue in that is tied into the in scene. Uh, in credit scene. If you want to compare suits that certain people that show up are wearing. Mm -hmm. So that's where this, this movie could fit here or it could fit here. It, I mean, it's, it doesn't specifically say, but if you look at the, the evidence, yeah. If you look at maybe a a suit here or there, you can kind of put things together. For those who might not know, let's let's play the quiz game right now with everyone here. Do you got well, (laughs) Nadia Gramps? You probably know. Um, Anybody else have an indication of what we're looking at and what clues you guys might think Gramps is hinting at? Uh, As far as what he's wearing, yeah. So he's there's is uh, that is it the is that the Man of Steel suit? Yes, sir. Correct. And it's Cavill said that he specifically chose that suit because of the um, uh, the uh, what is the what is the nostalgia quality of I mean, it was the first Superman suit that he ever wore. And then now that he's coming back, you know, it's the first one he wanted to wear as he's officially back on screen. But uh, Graham's is saying that it might tie into a timeline as well, if you want to take into consideration um, if you want you know, to go total Q QAnon on it, like Tom <laughs> likes to do, F Anon. <laughs> I love how Z Anon. Uh, I, I just remember, invent that. I don't remember Zadanon. Zad- I don't remember if. Um, <laughs> can you guys tell me, uh, Nadia and Gramps, did he have like a noticeable spit curl like this, the way he has in this photo? Uh, I felt like his oh, eyes my. looked lighter, right? Was I bugging? How, how did his lip look? Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was his lip. I will. I, will. I feel like his eyes look lighter. No, 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 no mustache. It's a me. I can't no, no, oh god, no, no mustache. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's when I mean, I I saw the I saw the uh, the clip on. I can't remember if it was Twitter, but people posted it in a really shitty quality. But even then, yeah. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Like he <laughs> broke the internet this weekend, you know. And that was that was pretty much kept a secret, right? Or did I no. miss it before? Tom? No, it was, it was pretty wide. Yeah, I think we were hard. all. Yeah, yeah. Like the the things he kept saying, like uh, saying that the the biggest power in the DC universe had been away for too long, or whatever he was mm. saying. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, I don't think anyone felt like he was talking about Black Adam. He also, kept they saying things like coming back like days after. <laughs> he kept saying things like Black Adam's the most powerful being. On this planet, oh, yeah. 
you know, when, Nadia, like when that. was it, when was the moment when you started to really think, holy shit, Cavill's coming back? I just wanted it to be because one, remember Shazam, that fake guy with that skinny oh, face? <laughs> yeah. That was like such a, like a burn. And then I was like, they're not going to do that again. And then just, I don't know, just the anticipation. Like we just said, like the rock's been talking so much shit. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, something's gotta happen. Something's gotta happen. Yeah. So that one about Shazam, um, that, that, uh, that cameo, they call it like the headless cameo or whatever. It got so much shit online. You're absolutely right. They would have been so stupid to try that again. Mm-hmm. And they, not that they did because James Gunn later came out and said for that peacemaker scene, he wanted to get them. He like it was his intention to get the actors, and for whatever political reasons, they didn't want to put Cavill in it. And they didn't no, I'll, I'll tell you exactly it. what it was, because under Cavill's contract, his contract had stated that you know he was going to show up in three Warner Brother movies, any appearance in Shazam or the HBO. Uh, peacemaker would count as an appearance mm. so they couldn't do it mm. yeah they would that's been why to... contract they, agents they, money they don't yeah. want to use the juice yeah well, if, you, if you get if you, get you have cameo, to go back to the negotiation table and, and if you yeah makes total sense if you if you take a cameo on a tv show for five seconds that's nothing in comparison to a a, a starring role in a film they're gonna get way more money Right, you know, same with Affleck. His, you know, little scene in Suicide Squad that counts as an appearance. So that's how he, you know, it's almost like when a, a band makes a, a recording contract. You know, they they sign up for so many uh, albums. Well, that counted as an album. Check, mm. check, mm. check, check. So, um. Cabell comes back. He blows up the internet. He blows up everyone's reactions in the theater. Uh, Monday morning, Cabell tweets. Oh no, I'm sorry. He posts on Instagram the video where he's officially announcing that he's coming back. Everyone else now knows it. And then was it that same day or was it the day after where James Gunn and uh, the other dude were named as uh, the co-chairs? I think it was next day or two yeah, days afterwards. Yeah, it was close. Like, boom, I think Cabell was on Monday and Gunn was on Wednesday. Mm. I'm maybe who knows, but anyway. Nad- Nadia, what is what was your initial reaction to hearing James Gunn? Not only like I mean, obviously he came over, and technically he's kind of proven as far as like what he can do for DC because, like it or not, the Suicide Squad was a big a big uh, it was it was a pretty big box office success, and also just moviegoers in general, uh, even if they don't have any ties to Snyder or whatever, they enjoyed it. And then he made the Peacemaker show, and that was fucking beloved so he's proven himself uh as someone who can bring eyes over to these properties what did what was your reaction when you heard that he was taking over the fucking whole thing um i have faith i think seeing like what he did with guardians and like taking um characters that like non-comic people aren't familiar with and like making them literally like a-listers i feel like he kind of has like an eye and i think we can hopefully do that with more characters in the DCU and make a universe, which is which we've been dying for. Um, and if he respects like Snyder and at least respects what came before, like that gives me hope that we can actually like build something like that's cohesive for the future. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah. Is there anyone uh, on this panel that has any worry or fear or concern about what he, the direction that he might take uh, the DC films into? <gasps> what? Grumps. Hold up. I'm with Gramps. I'm with Gramps. I just want the movies. I don't. Just just because Marvel did it with the 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 whole you know cohesive. You don't have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's what got universe? you in trouble. That's what got put you exactly in the mess you're in. Just trying to copy what they have and and you can't your mm-hmm. strength is obviously uh oscar award winning batman movies and you know standalone films and uh, the joker character yes, but won two different oscars separate 
keep that as like an else world. Like I look at that as like DC Black Label. Keep it as like an else world. <clears throat> the Batman movie is phenomenal, but it's separate in its own world. The Joker and, is separate in its own world. Okay, and they, but and they you have just a, a take that approach, market. right? Like you, you obviously have have bungled trying to, you know, cook this big Thanksgiving meal. You can't, you can't do it. You can't get it right. But you can cook these little ones and get them right. But yeah, if they have a Feige, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's well, I, even it's, Kevin uh, Feige or how's how's his Feige. name Feige? He even said, you know, obviously, uh, Gun has got Volume Three of of Guardians, what, Guardians coming out yeah, he's, early twenty twenty three. Sides of the fence, but Kevin Feige's like, I'll be the first in line to you know see whatever he comes up with for for dc they talk every day That's so, so wild. now now we do we do have to keep in mind though that james has already done one dc movie so you know right do you base your expectations on what you thought of that well i base my expectations on kind of what i saw on peacemaker yeah. which was take a character that you know not a lot of people know of i didn't know anything about it and also uh, tie in some other um, lesser known characters from DC's past and just make an enjoyable series that makes me want more. So I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he uh, can do this with even some Batman, even some other characters in the, in the Gotham world, you know, maybe, Maybe a Batgirl, then, then maybe it's a Batman. It's turn into comedies, right? That's that's what I it's going to be. No, I mean, if you you've seen Peacemaker, right? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you need to. <laughs> There's parts of it that are pretty fucking dark, <laughs> but at the same time, it's really good. But that, um, the the Suicide Squad, I'm I'm never watching that shit again. I I have no interest in that type of movie. That bad though. No, you don't have to. But um, no, I, I mean, that's not for me. Grumps but that that doesn't mean I, I thought the Guardians was good. Rose. You know, the first one was good, but right. I don't think he's gonna with DC. You can't. You could, but I don't think it'd be responsible to turn these into like jokey, jokey, Marvel esque movies. Hope not. No, I mean, we'll see. You know. But yeah, just, I, I, I think like that a... he uh, he's open to bringing a variety of characters. To the scene that we may not like the have vigilante ever gotten before. Was a serious character, and then I see him. <laughs> I haven't watched the show, so I can't say. But yeah, I got gotcha. you. Didn't look like the vigilante that I remember. <laughs> but <laughs> but he's I doing. I love the CW, but they kind of did that too towards the end. They started to get ruined oh, everyone. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, and uh, yeah. the 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 characters that James was using. You know, yeah, he was doing silly takes on him, but there were characters that no one has been doing anything with. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, he's not taking the marquees and making them silly. Like Peacemaker's been around forever. Like he's been around since the '60s. He was a Charlton character before yeah, yeah. before DC acquired him. So yeah, you know, no one's put him in anything. So Rums. you know, it, it's cool to uh, you know, to take risks with those characters. And all I know is with James Gunn, we're gonna get more Viola Davis. <laughs> uh, Grumps, you don't think that you kind of liked seeing Pete Davidson get blown up in the first five minutes? Of, uh... Hell yeah, that was well, awesome. that's, that's Kanye's favorite movie. Uh, <laughs> oh God, cancel uh, him. Well, think about this, okay? Like, what? Whether you're worried about James Gunn and the, that that direction or <clears throat> the world building, that's definitely like okay. Like, yeah, okay, it's totally understandable if you're excited. Totally understandable if you're apprehensive. The insane thing to me still is that even with that going on, they have, like, the Matt Reeves stuff, the Joker stuff yeah. on the side that they're not, re- like, they're not skimping. Like, they're going to give, they're telling us they're going to give us more of that stuff. So it's so crazy to me that one thing is working and they're building something else at the same time, not to mention and not including, like, TV stuff that supposedly might happen. But I just think it's insane. that like, It's Black Label. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm saying it. It gives me hope. It's wild that that it's working. Like uh, the solo takes that don't have to be connected to things. No one wanted it. No one wanted Joker. Nobody, nobody thought that they wanted Joker, and it came out and it went nuts. And um, 
you know, everyone everyone has their say on the Batman. Grump says it's the greatest Batman, you know, solo movie. A masterpiece. That's Gotham. <laughs> Um, and you know, uh, there's there's that opinion, and then there's the opinion that respects uh, Tim Burton and everything he's ever done, and um, who continues to respect it. Anyways, but it's just crazy, <laughs> man. Like the the future, I think. Regard like you have whatever you want to pick from. If you want the yeah. if you want the universe building, okay, you got that. But if you like the dark and the gritty and the street noir, they're doing that too. That's fucking crazy that they're putting money into both. It's just nuts, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's then pick your poison, you know. Pick pick what you. And what about um, Arkham Asylum? Does Arkham Asylum news? Or... I think uh, they were folding the Gotham Central stuff into. The, so the, originally there's going to be Arkham Arkham Asylum show and Gotham Central. Then they're like, "Fuck Penguin. it, we're going to fold one yeah, into the other." Penguin. Yeah. So Penguin, I think, is still a go. Arkham is loosely maybe. Penguin is the for sure so far. I think. How about Catwoman? Um, on the table, or because it was in the beginning, I haven't heard anything about anything moving forward. But I mean, it, it, it'll be they... interesting to see what happens now. What gets uh, the yeah. go ahead with Hamada out out of there? Yeah, because he was the one that was holding up um, anything related to Snyder, whether it yes. be like headed by somebody else or not. He just not, didn't want. He didn't want to see Cavill. He didn't want to see Affleck anymore. He didn't care if it was done by who. He's like, no, we need something new. We need something Good new. And they got rid of him. And so now that he's gone, anything's possible. Hey, dude, literally, like... We're getting guys... Twister 2 from Warner Bros. <laughs> <laughs> My God. He was holding Everything that is... up. Everything's maybe, possible. Maybe, maybe they'll put Viola Davis in Twister 2. Grass will get divorced. One could wish. <laughs> we, uh, we think that... Uh, this is a good opportunity to maybe give uh, Nadia and Gramps a scale, a rating scale. Um, mm. Let's see. I'm trying to think of what we could use. Gramps, what do you think we could use for the rating scale this time? How many people's elbows? How many oh, there you go. Or people's <laughs> elbows or how many Amanda Waller uh, gunshot uh, <laughs> headshots. Headshots <laughs> to an innocent person in the back of the head. <laughs> How many Amanda Waller headshots out of five? Well, I'll just say this: I'll, I'll buy, I'll buy, I'll buy the Blu-ray. Oh wow! Oh, there you go. Big praise, Nadia. Steel, steel book, steel book, or regular? <laughs> if it's got uh, Fate and Hawkman on the steel book, yes. Oh, there we go. All right. Um, for me, I don't know. I feel like I think when you look at as a whole. It fits into the universe that was already kind of being built. Like, say the way the fighting was done, it somewhat reminded me of Man of Steel. So Man of Steel reminded me of um, Injustice in the game, like the way they fight and break through the walls. Like, the fighting in this kind of felt a little like Man of Steel. So it feels like it, it like, quality-wise, it's there. Um, okay. Yes. I wanted to... Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So, like, quality wise, it fits. Story wise, eh, not so much. It, there was like not not much like emotion to it. It was kind of flat. Um, but it was entertaining as hell. Like, it was so much fun. Like I said, like I had a great time at the theater, and I would watch it again. So mm. for me, I'll give it like a six point five seven. Okay. Somewhere that's around a, there. That's a. That's it's a, it's a, fun. That's better than average. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I would watch it again. All right. Well, there are the cinematography in this movie. Um, Tom, I think you're going to pick this out probably more than anybody. Um, it's almost <clears throat> like a Snyder film and a Michael Bay film married together. That's like right. Which if yeah, Michael Snyder. Yeah, there are scenes <laughs> where you're just like, <laughs> I'm watching In slow motion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> slow, slow, slow motion, motion explosions. <laughs> full pan of a man's muscular body. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about that. Then okay. you'll watch it four times. I'm excited. <laughs> um, there you have it, folks. Uh, that's going to be the Black Adam. We're not, I'm not going to call it like a review. I mean, we reviewed it. You guys reviewed it. But more so, we wanted to get a little taste for the hype to build the anticipation for the future of the DC. And I'm bush. <laughs> So uh, thank you guys for joining us. Nadia, thanks for hanging out. We really appreciate it. Um, right